Babies and welcome to another episode of Nose Closure. Uh, again, I uh, just wanted to say hi. <laughs> How's it going? This is the second time um, I've recorded uh, today's episode of No Disclosure. <laughs> Isn't that fancy? Yeah. Um, let me tell you a little story. Hmm. Um. When when you're recording a a podcast, uh, I I guess I didn't know this had to be a thing, but just a little FYI here. If you're recording a podcast, make sure that uh, Cortana is turned off because she really wanted to be a part of the episode, apparently. And I'm recording stuff and, you know, ready to go. I was almost like 30 minutes into the freaking episode and Cortana pops up. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't even say, hey, Cortana, and um, ruins the whole recording. Like everything after that was real choppy and weird i could have gone back and just spliced it right there and kept on going but um uh, it just screwed up the whole recording so uh yeah this is the second time i'm doing this today and my brain was just mush i mean i was done 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 but after kind of chilling out a little bit relaxing uh I, I think we might be able to do this guess what everybody today is cassie's birthday ah Happy birthday, Cassie. Thank you. She says thank you. So, world, wish Cassie a happy birthday today. She is 79 years old. Isn't that awesome? Doesn't look a day over 78. <laughs> and I just got called an ass. No, she's quite a bit younger than that. She's like 70. No, I'm just kidding. So, happy birthday, Cassie. This woman is a saint. Dealing with me, she's a, a wonderful, wonderful woman. All right, let's uh, get out of this weird BPM. Well, for some reason, by default, this damn computer wants to record everything in BPM. So, <laughs> this episode of No Disclosure isn't going to be as isolated as all the other ones. I recorded it proper in a nice, quiet room with a door. Everything went to shit. So, I'm like, okay, well, it's Cassie's birthday. I need to spend some time with her. She's cool, her being Cassie. You know, she knows I still have to get this stupid crap done that I do. So I'm doing it here in the living room. Everybody's just going to have to deal because I want to stay alive and you want no disclosure. So there's got to be some meeting in the middle there. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Anchor and Prevail Guitar Works. Those are the major sponsors, but this week's episode is also brought to you by the Kunkel Homestead. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on YouTube. That's Kunkel Homestead, K-U-N-K-E-L. It's a, a really interesting YouTube channel, actually. Um, it, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like a, what would you say, Cassie? Like an old-fashioned, um, like kind of country homestead. You know, they do videos like that of aminals and building things and house stuff. But they also have like some really funny stuff in there, too. Um, yeah, check it out. Check it out. I, I think you'll dig it. Um, I got into it because I know them personally. They are some wonderful, wonderful, lovely, lovely people. Some of my favorite people, actually. Uh, my, my grandpa said before he passed away that at the end of your life, when all is said and done, when it's all over, you'll only be able to count the amount of true friends, real ones that you had on one hand, if you're lucky. And I'm extremely fortunate because there uh, I can fill up that hand, you know, with the people that I got. I'm talking about the people that 
you could call at 3 a.m. and they'll answer the phone. Or people that say, hey, you know, not that don't just say, oh, hey, I support you, man. Rock on. You go. And then when you actually need that support, they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, Aaron and Amanda Kunkel are not like that. They um, they're the real deal. And I, I great. Just just good people. And I want to plug them on. No, dis, no disclosure here. So, uh, yeah, the Kunkel Homestead. Check them out. Uh, this podcast is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and base like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, and have a little fun. Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind, and let's begin. <laughs> So I had a decision. Okay, I was like, well, the, man, it sucked, too, because the articles I read were awesome. Do I go back and reread these articles and just kind of recreate? But I, I, most of what No Disclosure is, at least to me, I haven't gotten any like solid feedback on this yet, but at least to me, No Disclosure is about the reaction to what I'm seeing because I don't look at these uh, articles beforehand. Um, so I, I guess we're just going to fucking start over. <laughs> I mean, we had some good stuff. Uh, you know, there's one that I, uh, that I, I actually wanted to tell you. I found it on the mirror in the UK. This one I can't leave out because <laughs> it's just too weird. The headline said, no mirror. I don't want to make you my homepage. Okay. Uh, it's taking forever to load. This is awesome. Anyway. We're just like, no, the no disclosure curse continues, doesn't it? Okay, here we go. Soon to be groom, jeez. <laughs> Soon to be groom left freaked out by fiance's family's wedding night ritual. Okay, listen to this. This is awesome. A man who is due to marry his girlfriend has been left freaked out after being told about a wedding night ritual his partner's family expect him to take part in. He explains his fiance, yeah. Has a huge extended family, very warm and caring people, gets on really well with them. Um, so instead of getting the bridal suite, you know, to, mm, <laughs> I'm in the living room, uh, to consummate the thing, uh, sh she suggested, hey, why don't we go to my parents' house? They have an extra room, which the guy was kind of weirded out about already. Uh, okay. But what got me about this article? I mean, aren't you supposed to consummate it like afterwards? <laughs> so anyway. This is a mirror in the UK. Maybe you guys do different shit over there. So um, the husband and wife go in the master bedroom together. They're supposed to consummate the marriage. He said this is an old tradition that goes back in her family. Guy's playing along with it. Okay, it's a little weird, but let's, let's, let's go. The rest of the family are waiting outside the door so they could applaud them and cheer when they come back out. They'll, it gets weirder. A piece of the bed sheet is cut off and sewn into the big tapestry my girlfriend's mother owns. <laughs> I know, right? It, it's weird enough. Uh, what kind of family is this? Do you guys do this in the UK? Is this a thing? I mean, it's on the mirror in the UK, so it's got to be weird, right? What are you going to say to your kids when they're going through the closet one day and they see this big tapestry on it? Mom, this tapestry, is, this tapestry is gorgeous. I've never seen this thing before. But what's this weird stain right in the middle? I can't wash it out. <laughs> I mean, uh, hopefully they cut, like, the corner of the sheet, you know, pull a shroud of Turin 
you know, and <laughs> cut a, a non-business end part of the sheet there. But they stand outside the door and applaud when the couple comes back out. That's bizarre. I mean, uh, uh, that dude, I don't know if he managed to seal the deal or do what he had to do or not. I see the humor in it in a sick way, I do. But um, performance-wise, that would be a test of endurance for sure. <laughs> I don't know how you would be able to concentrate while her father is out in the other room <laughs> applauding while you are performing your consummation. I just thought that was really weird. A model says her breasts have grown so big she gets boob shamed in the street. Well, UK, listen, lady, Ms. Lady, boob shamed. I've never even heard of that phrase before. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, come to America. We don't boob shame here. Americans, we're all about the boobage, all about it. We don't care what size they are. No boob shaming over here. Come to the gold, good old U.S. of A. <laughs> Disturbing picture of what came out of a blocked ear leaves people unable to sleep. I've seen some weird shit getting pulled out of people's ears on the Internet. Thank you, Internet, by the way. Um, yeah, you've provided a, a nightmare or two. I'm not going to go into details about the stuff I've seen. Nine-year-old boy cries after a mom surprises him with first McDonald's since lockdown. Aww. <laughs> He's adorable. Uh, if I, if some, I, I, I would make fun of this, but honestly, if I put myself in the kid's shoes, if someone came up to me and handed me a McRib right now, I'd probably cry too. A <laughs> 12-year-old boy remains totally calm despite the massive bear creeping up behind him. Okay. What, what do you think when you hear this article? It's like, okay, either this kid has got some iron balls fortitude, you know, just like maybe he's just a, a Viking reborn or something. Either he's a badass or, or not very bright. Because <laughs> if anybody, I know how I would react. I mean, if I was within even visual distance, I don't care if this thing was on the horizon. Oh, I just hit the microphone. I just punched it. Okay, that's not going to go out and post. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I see a bear, even on the, the horizon line, okay, my ass is gone. I'm just gone. Um, after I shit my pants, I'm going to take all the stuff that I own and leave the vicinity, okay? <laughs> this kid shows absolutely no reaction to a bear coming up behind his ass. My take on it, I just don't think the kid's very bright. Um, that's not how you deflect a bear attack. It isn't. Okay, so here on No Disclosure, not only are we about providing fanciness and making sure you're as fancy as possible, I want to educate you too, all right? I want you to go out into the world armed with not only fanciness, but knowledge. I was a Boy Scout, um, so I know what I'm talking about, about deflecting bear attacks. I'm going to tell you how to exactly avoid being attacked by a bear. Like, guaranteed this will work. I was a Boy Scout. Uh, I left like I don't even think I made it a year but anyway I was a boy scout and I went to uh, I went to sixth grade camp once I never saw a bear but but they had a stuffed one in the the big like the chow hall thing so I know I, I know how, how big they are I saw one in a zoo so I'm qualified I know how to deflect a bear attack here's what you do okay you got a bear coming up to you in the woods you got your charmin under your arm the bear wants that shit because you know bears got to have their charmin 
or you know maybe you've lathered yourself in honey you're um you know doing your weird wedding ritual with the wife so you're smeared in in honey and stuff they got the bear coming up to you okay here's what you do <clears throat> you take your feet keep them shoulder width apart okay and you kind of go loose you just you just get loose don't make yourself rigid make yourself nice and nice and loose because that's very important with this next step you don't want to pull a muscle so what you do is you bend over bend forward as far as you can stick your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye um so that's method one <clears throat> a lot of people say that playing dead will deflect a bear attack uh no <laughs> you're just turning yourself into a salad bar let me show you another way to deflect a bear attack this is true now i thought a long time ago it's like okay if i have a, a bear coming after me the best way to get around that because they're surprisingly fast is to distract the bear with other food and i kept thinking okay well if i was a bear i would consider rabbits quite tasty so another uh, uh, i figured this out man this uh, will work i promise so go out in the middle of the woods today make sure you're near a bear and try this out I, <laughs> and then let me know what happens afterwards so you distract the bear with other food you have to attract the rabbits to you right that's easy that's easy. And then while the rabbits are all around you, the bear's distracted, you kind of gently um, slink away, you know. And super easy, super easy. We all know how to catch rabbits. I mean, <laughs> all you got to do is make sounds like lettuce. They'll come running. FYI, see, I'm here to help, kids. <laughs> that, was, that was a really long... <laughs> okay, let's go. Hitler's alligator dies in the Moscow Zoo at the age of 84. Hitler, like Hitler's actual alligator? Like his pet? We got to see this. Hitler's alligator dies in Moscow Zoo <clears throat> at the age of 84. Saturn the alligator. Oh, yeah, of course. It, it's got to be Hitler's alligator. Who else would name an alligator Saturn? Saturn the alligator was once a resident of the Berlin Zoo until the facility was destroyed in a bombing raid during World War II. An alligator that survived a bombing raid on Berlin during World War II and was rumored to have once belonged to Nazi tyrants Adolf Hitler died at the Moscow Zoo on Friday. He was 84. Man, that's a bummer. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, alligator didn't do anything. I mean, he was owned by a complete murderous psychopath. Isn't that crazy to think that a pet that Hitler owned was still walking around, breathing, living on this earth? It's crazy. I was just telling Cassie the other day, um, I grew up in Southern California. I've been to, uh, seriously, I've been to, to Disneyland, SeaWorld, San Diego Zoo more times than I can count. I've probably been to Disneyland over a hundred times. I'm not kidding. And all the times that we went to the San Diego Zoo, one of my favorite things to see was those really big-ass turtles, you know? And uh, I got to thinking, oh, how long those suckers live. The younger turtles that I saw when I was like five, six, seven, eight years old, if I go to the San Diego Zoo now, I'll be looking at the same damn turtles. Isn't that crazy? And those things will outlive me even. That's just trippy to think about, isn't it? <laughs> that that's man hitler's alligator that yeah a boy six years old cracks open robbery case by reeling in a sunken safe from a lake six years old i'd like to know how the hell he did that 
safes uh, are not light. I just have a uh, a closet safe. I almost said pocket safe. I have a closet safe, and that thing weighs about 180,000 pounds. Empty. I'd like to know how Captain Six-Year-Old caught a safe. That's kind of cool, though. <laughs> we got to see what's going on there, actually. It's too weird. <clears throat> Knox Brewer, that's a cool name, was magnet fishing at a South Carolina lake when he caught a waterlogged lockbox containing debris-covered jewelry, credit cards, and a checkbook. Oh, he's a cute little guy. Look, Cassie. <laughs> he's adorable. He's like, look at this, man. I caught a fucking safe. Well, he wouldn't say that. <laughs> John's Island, South Carolina. Six-year-old boy helped crack open a nearly decade-old robbery case when he reeled in a locked safe at the bottom of a South Carolina lake. Knox Brewer of John's Island. Isn't that the most badass-sounding name ever? Kid, when you're older, introduce yourself as Knox Brewer of John's Island. That's, that's just way cool, man. Took up magnet fishing and began hunting metal objects underwater as a way to pass time during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the boy went out with his family at Whitney Lake this month when the magnet attached to his line struck, stuck, blah, 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 stuck to something heavy in the mud below. With the help of a bystander, uh, Knox pulled in and pried open what turned out to be a waterlogged lockbox containing jewelry, credit cards, as well as a checkbook. Hmm. I knew the right thing to do was to go ahead and call the local authorities, get them involved, and try to solve this mystery, the child's father, Jonathan Brewer, told the local news. Well, no shit. I mean, if you just found money, you'd be like, I, I mean, <laughs> come on. Let's be real here. If I found, if I fished money out of a safe in a lake, and I don't care how much was in it, you know, I'd be like, oh, I, I won the lottery yesterday. I don't know where this safe came from. It was just sitting there. <laughs> but, you know, it ups the ante a bit when you find credit cards and jewelry and a checkbook and shit. You know, you have to call the police at that point. Um, authorities determined that the sunken safe belonged to a woman who lived across the street from the lake. She said it had been stolen from her home eight years ago. <clears throat> I bet she was happy to see that stuff. <laughs> Eight years that stuff had been missing, and some kid fishes is out, out of a lake. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see if that... Is there any arrests or anything? No, I don't see it. No arrests or anything like that, but that, that's... I'd like to see it. I'd like to see how that follows up, you know, like what happens. Uh, that That's pretty cool. <clears throat> what? Uh, ooh, this sounds tasty. Go top... <laughs> I like these saucy ones. Go topless. Jeep weekend. Okay. Leads to hilarious viral news report and 180 arrests. <laughs> I had to click on this vehicle. They had me at top, I mean, Jeep. They had me at, because uh, I like Jeeps. A wild beach event last weekend in Galveston County, Texas. Shout out to Galveston. I've been to your neck of the woods many times. Led to more than 180 arrests and a fairly hilarious viral news segment. Thousands of people gathered on the Gulf Coast Bolivar Peninsula to celebrate Go Topless Jeep Weekend. <laughs> what? An annual event that seemed to have more meaning this year for people who have lived in the past two months, mostly stuck in their homes. Well, yeah. We've been in quarantine and like, I need to get out and party, beachgoer Chelsea Coyer. Of course, her name's Chelsea. <laughs> her name's Chelsea. What's her middle name? Lynn? She's got to be a Lynn. Let's read that again. We've been in quarantine and like, I need to get out and party. <laughs> How perfect. Chelsea Coyer. Chelsea, I'm going to call her Chelsea Lynch. It's got to be a Lynn. Uh, 
Coyer claims she was taking precautions to keep from getting the coronavirus by washing her hands for 20 seconds. Ooh, man. Damn, she ought to be a fucking scientist. But the the station's video of the event captured lots of people twerking without masks as well as drinking and standing very close together. (laughs) I like how they mentioned twerking without masks. I'm pretty sure masks isn't part of the whole uh, twerking experience. We do what we can. We cannot control individuals for what people do as far as their life. We just try to manage the best way whatever scenario occurs, the local sheriff said. (laughs) 180 attendees. 180 were taken into custody for numerous unrelated crimes, including assault, driving without wearing a seatbelt, driving while intoxicated, and public drunkenness. By comparison, 80 people were arrested and 6 people were taken to the hospital at the 2019 event. I just don't know why it's so hard for people just to show up and have fun these days, a man named Weaver said. It disappoints me to see that kind of violence. We should do it like Hank Hill, because that's who it sounds like. I don't know why it's hard for some people just to show up and have fun these days. It disappoints me to see that kind of violence come here, because it's just usually really quiet. (laughs) Damn it, it's... It's just disappointing to see the kind of thing that's happening. Well, no shit. You have something that's called Topless Jeep Weekend. What do you think's going to happen? I mean, uh, you got two things going against you, okay? Um, You have... I I, I don't know why it's called Topless Jeep Weekend. I think it's uh, that... The thing that the Jeeps, you know, the convertible part, you know, you cruise around with the Jeeps with the top off. That's probably what it is. And uh, they seem surprised that the name of this thing is uh, incubating this kind of behavior. Well, no shit. (laughs) You call it topless Jeep weekend. You know people are going to go out twerking and stuff and whatever. I just hit the microphone again. They're going to go out twerking and stuff, you know, just for the sheer irony of it. And number two, uh, you have Chelsea Lynn, who just wants to go out and party, who lives in your community, and all the other Chelsea Lynn's doing what Chelsea Lynn's do. (laughs) 180 people arrested. God. (coughs) But we did learn something important by reading this article. You can totally cure the coronavirus by washing your hands for 20 seconds and apparently twerking without a mask, so... Send, uh, you know, I want to make sure that all you guys are safe, especially you ladies out there. So um, I just, I just want to know, just for my own peace of mind, send me your twerk videos. <laughs> I want to make sure you're all okay. And the only way I can do that is to make sure my listeners are twerking properly. So get those videos over here. <laughs> the Kunkel Homestead's going to call and be like, ah, maybe you shouldn't plug us on the show. South Korea, <laughs> South Korean soccer team. You, ooh, I'm not going to read that in the living room. Hmm, that one was really saucy. <laughs> let's let's keep going. Awful Puffleton post. This guy found something very unexpected staring through. Oh, I don't care. Cardboard fans cheer on Korean baseball team. Oh, that's cool. There's a baseball team in Korea that uh, is using cardboard cutouts of people to fill the stands to kind of boost morale of the baseball players. That's that's kind of that's neat. That's kind of cool. Um former world's shortest man regains his title. What do you do? Kill the other guy? Uh human Okay, we found the moon pee thing again. All right, so let <laughs> that was a good one. Uh go back an episode and um listen to the 
moon urine section. Yeah, trust me, I'm not screwing around. Moon urine. Just trust me on this. Go back and listen to the you know episode before this. The, yeah, moon pee. So, <laughs> uh, nearly half of New Yorkers critical of Cuomo's handling of nursing home nursing home crisis. Uh, <clears throat> this is another thing where I'm like, okay, should I uh, should I comment on this or not? But guess what? <laughs> I'm not. Um, like I said at the beginning of this thing, we're here just to have fun and, and be goofy. I do have my opinions on stuff. I do, but uh, yeah, it, it's not it's not my job, man. It's not my fucking job. My job is to be silly and help people forget about their shit for you know 45 minutes an hour or whatever. If, if you want my opinion, contact me in private. I guess maybe I'll give it to you. I don't know. It's like when um, <clears throat> I have a lot of respect for Dolly Parton because. Not only is she fucking Dolly Parton, I mean she's a legend. And she and and she covers Led Zeppelin songs live. Yeah, look that up on YouTube. It's actually kind of awesome. But aside from that, <laughs> I really respect Dolly Parton because I forget what show she was on. They tried to put her on the spot. Um it was the Today Show or NBC or it had to have been some fucktard place like NBC, you know, trying to get a rise out of everybody. Get their sensationalism. Like NBC is so good at, you know, trying to do. Um so they tried to corner Dolly Parton and say, well, what do you think about Trump? And Dolly Parton says, well, I'm not going to comment on that because I'm of the belief that when people say shut up and sing, I believe that. She said, I have my opinions, obviously, but that's not what I'm about. I'm here to motivate, inspire people and inspire young musicians and just you know do my thing. And, of course, NBC flipped it and said, oh, you're um, – yeah, I I have to go back and look at that video, but they were basically accusing Dolly Parton right there on fucking TV of, you know, being a wimp and not saying what was on her mind and not speaking up for women because Donald Trump is like, um, I got woman kryptonite, I guess. <coughs> ah. uh, see, I did, did this twice today. My voice is starting to go. But I have a lot of respect for Dolly Parton because she said basically the same thing. She said... I'm here to um, <clears throat> spread my music and spread happiness and motivate people and inspire young artists and inspire young girls and stuff like that, too. Have a little bit of class. Have a little bit of dignity. Just because you have an opinion, it doesn't matter if you're super famous or a nobody. That doesn't mean you need to stand on a freaking mountaintop and tell everybody, I'm right, you know, and everybody else is wrong. You just... That's not my fucking job. My job is to be a goofball and have fun. Um, with that said, yes, I do have opinions about um, everything going back to quote-unquote normal. <clears throat> everybody going back to their precious, precious lives. Um, everybody uh, going back to work and all that stuff. Uh, is it too early? Is it not? I'll, uh, yeah, I'm not giving you my opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> I get enough phone calls every week. Plus, like I said, not my fucking job. Uh, Doom Kayaker's final moments while recorded. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, I, I saw this. Okay, Cassie told me about this this morning. I, I wasn't sure who this was off, off the bat. A Christian band responds to lead singer saying he no longer believes in God. Okay. When Okay, well, yeah, there's a, uh, let me, let's just sit here and wait 100 years while Fox News has to load everything. I swear, I sometimes like, life is like a video game. 
I think Elon Musk really is on to something when he said we're living in a simulation. I find myself constantly just sitting there waiting for life to load. I think we're in a real-life version of, like, Oblivion on the Xbox 360. It's that bad. Either that or my me being a sociopath is just getting worse as I'm getting older. <coughs> Christian, Bella, can you get me some water, please? Christian Band responds to its lean, lead, lean singer. <laughs> its lead singer saying he no longer believes in God. What band was this? Members of a popular Christian band that's been together for 20 years reacted to a shocking statement from their lead singer, John... Steingard, is that how you say it? That he no longer believes in God. Hmm. Give me a little drinky. A little drinky, drinky poo here. Mmm. Ah, yummy. Hawk Nelson told Fox News in a statement that God... Okay. <clears throat> His name is Hawk Nelson, I guess. Told Fox News... I never heard of these guys. And, and I'm big on Christian music. I went to all the concerts and the festivals and stuff like that. The early 2000s, man. Oh, <laughs> Christian music will never be that awesome again. It was every concert was Woodstock. You know, every band was that was just the time for Christian music. It was amazing. The early 2000s, late 90s. Oh, oh I miss it. Um, God is still for John and he still matters. The truth doesn't change it because we question it. So what band is this? One of our best friends, one with whom we have walked, worked, and live alongside for 20-plus years, revealed, revealed some of his innermost feelings on his faith journey. He no longer believes that God exists. What band is this? Uh, I've got to find... I've probably seen these guys. <clears throat> Formed in 2000, the band shifted from fast-paced punk rock to more contemporary Christian music with songs like the latest album, Miracles. Shibbity bop 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 biddly boo. It, it of all the things to say in this article, it doesn't say who the damn band is. John Steingart. Oh, the band's name is Hawk Nelson. Oh, the guy in question, the guy who said he no longer believes in God, is John Steingart. Okay, so Christian band. <clears throat> let's 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 put this into perspective, okay? Christian band who's been around for twenty years, named Hawk Nelson. Cool band name, by the way. Um, the lead singer comes out and says, after 20 years, I no longer believe in God. When Cassie told me about that, you know what my first reaction is? The first thing that popped out of my head. Um, let me, okay. <clears throat> I know I, I, I'm not the shining example of what a Christian is, okay? I'm not. I never profess to be, to be uh, I'm just not. But I am a Christian. I believe in Christ. He is my Lord and Savior. I'm damn proud of it. Oh, JC, I love you. And I believe that he was the son of God, he really existed, he died, was resurrected three days later, and saved mankind from certain doom. I believe that in my heart of hearts. Nothing on this planet could convince me otherwise. And when I hear that somebody has denounced their faith and denounced Christ and no longer believes in God and stuff like that, my first reaction, the thing that comes out of my head, is he never believed in God in the first place. It's true. He never truly did maybe he professed it maybe he felt it in his bones but there was always that a seed of doubt because when you're really there man <laughs> when you're walking in christ and you feel it you're really there i mean there's there's just no doubt there's no doubt in your mind at all it, it just feels like the things that man that has puzzled mankind ever since its inception 
just make a lot more sense now. You get this weird kind of, I'm, I'm trying not to be kooky here, because I know all of you aren't Christians, but I'm telling you from my point of view, okay, just how I feel. It, it feels like you get this weird spiritual kind of superpower, like the things that seemed impossible to you before to explain are just like, well, duh, I know the answer to that now. Somebody asks you the meaning of life, and everybody around you is like, whoa, man. And you're standing there going, well, that one's easy. <laughs> you just get this weird kind of spiritual uh, spiritual knowledge. It, it, it's weird. But um, my reaction to that is when somebody says they don't believe in God anymore and their faith has been shattered and all that, well, I don't think you really bought it in the first place. There was always that little mustard seed inside of you that, that doubted. Just like it says in the good word, ladies and gentlemen, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. I know that's not the best verse to apply to this particular situation, but I think it has the most weight to it. <laughs> that's uh, It's heartbreaking. It sucks when um, I hear a Christian say something like that, but yeah, call me an ass. But my immediate gut reaction is, if that happened... You weren't a Christian, buddy. Sorry. <clears throat> Still, that that sucks. I pray for the guy. I do. I think all of my fellow Christians out there uh, do need to pray for the guy. Hopefully, he'll be shown his uh, uh, proof that he needs. Uh, God does not work on our terms. <laughs> God does not deliver things to us like freaking FedEx when we order it. He does what he wants. And he's not Santa Claus. But, you know, let's just hope that something happens to him in his life that reaffirms the truth to him. And uh, I, I hope he turns his place back around because, man, what a testimony that would be, right? If he says, hey, I was in a band for 20 years and I professed to be a Christian, I really wasn't, and then, bam, you know, God really showed me who he was. And I'd be, uh, that would be cool. That'd be an awesome testimony there. Maybe that's what he's being set up for, hopefully. Uh, Trump warns social media giants that feds can regulate or close them down. Well, Trump, I'm not going to read about you today. Hannity speaks. <laughs> I've seen enough about Trump, okay? Lockdown prompts woman to attempt to pull out her own tooth. The pain for me was worse than childbirth. Uh, I would normally laugh at this. <laughs> I would normally laugh at this article and poke fun at it and just ream this chick. But I understand. <laughs> because during the coronavirus thing, it was, was it right before it? Or it was right before, no, it was, it was right at the start of it, wasn't it, Cassie? What? My tooth thing. Uh, <clears throat> when I had to have the surgery done. Right at the beginning. It was right at the beginning, yeah. Yep. Okay, um, <clears throat> I had a wisdom tooth come in weird. All four wisdom teeth came in perfectly healthy. But uh, the bottom ones are fine. But when the top ones came in, they impacted the molars that were right by them breaking both wisdom teeth that were perfectly healthy and completely fucking up those molars and the teeth next to them, okay? It was a bad situation. I've been stage by stage, slowly by slowly, slowly, slowly getting everything fixed. And when the whole coronavirus thing started, I was freaking out because my dentist was closed. And thankfully, here in Paducah, they had emergency services still open at the time, if you were in extreme pain, really needed some major work, which I did um, because I had let something like that go at one point, And it just it, it, it got to the point where 
it was surreal. I mean, it was it was fucking agony. The worst pain I've ever felt in my life was I don't know if I had a reaction to it or something was wrong with it or what, but I bought some um, dollar store nasal spray once and I'd been using it like everything was fine. It was pretty, had some kick to it, but um, I used it one day and oh my God, the pain, it, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. All of my sinuses, every tube, every duct, everything was just on fire. I almost called the emergency room, and it lasted hours. I mean, after an hour, I was like, oh, my God, it's still there, and it's not going away. And I found out through my research and talking to people who are you know, experts in their respective medical fields and friends that I know and stuff like that, I gave myself a chemical burn. My sinus, my sinuses, my actual fucking sinuses. I chemically burned them. <laughs> that was the worst pain ever. But I, I feel what this lady's going through because uh, I had when, when you got to get to a dentist, man. When it's that bad, I mean, you are frantic. Um, I know a lot of you know what toothaches feel like and dental pain and stuff. But when you're at surgery level, when you have to have like surgery done, and the dentist ain't fucking around, they're like, okay, <laughs> you need to call off work for the next you know week. When they say shit like that, I do not blame this lady for pulling her tooth out. I don't, because I've been that desperate before. She said, the pain for me was worse than childbirth. I never experienced pain like it. It was searing through the side of my face. Okay, well, there it is. There's a woman saying that it was more painful than childbirth. <laughs> so I guess we have a new topper of the list, huh? What time are we at? 37? Hopefully this episode will work today. That would be awesome if we could get it to work. Because my voice is starting to go. I don't like doing this twice. <laughs> I don't. Florida man. Let's do it. Let's go more. Florida man in his 70s shoots, kills a home intruder who was attacking his wife. You go, old dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Ford's cop cars can now kill coronavirus with extreme heat. Okay, whatever. Okay, well, we're starting to get into the weird like bottom of the barrel shit now so that's kind of my cue <laughs> to go but before that have you guys seen this meme on facebook oh it's been everywhere but have you guys seen this meme where um the uh, george floyd video compares to Kuper you know the george floyd video compares to uh, that copernic freak you know that q-tip haired weirdo taking a knee another eric garner i can't breathe case activists say you know the the thing the the, the meme with the cop kneeling on the, the black guy's fucking head and then Kapertnik kneeling and it's saying, what's more offensive to you? I think that whole damn thing is expensive. Now, uh, 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 expensive, uh, offensive. And now it's all over the news. Seriously, you're trying to compare a cop kneeling on a black guy's head to Kapertnik, this, you know, that, that f fucking idiot, you know, taking a knee at a football game. You're asking what's more offensive? And now it's on the news and stuff? Man, <laughs> talk about class and dignity, guys. What the hell? I mean, this is, uh, you're going to compare police brutality to some fucking ninny who didn't want to, you know, salute the flag or put his hand to his heart at a, at a game? Uh, come on. That's really bizarre. Police brutality is a thing. They do pick on black people. They do treat black people worse just because they're black. I'm from Southern California. If you don't think that's a thing, that police are picking on people just because they're black and treating them different just because they're black, 
Go to my neck of the woods sometime. Fucking go there and see what it's like. You get pulled over as a white guy in California. It's like, oh, hey, how are you? License registration? Yeah, here you go. Black guy, get the fuck out of the car! Yeah, that's just how it is. It's it's brutal. Don't compare shit like that to Copernic taking a knee. Again, class dignity, people. There is n- there's nothing to compare or contrast there. <laughs> Cassie, guess what the article is underneath that? Guess whose picture I saw? Paula Dean. <laughs> I take back everything I just said about you, Fox News. That has to be on purpose. Well done. Well, well done. <laughs> that was a, a very, very good hidden little jab there. But I read you. <laughs> so we're going to go. We're at the end of it here. Hopefully this damn thing recorded. So be fan- <laughs> be fancy. I love you all. And remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things me and no disclosure related. Also check out my other podcast that is strictly for people wanting to get into independent publishing. Just started this thing. It's called the EPUB for Everybody podcast. It's a serious deal, quite a bit more low-key than this. Not as wild, but I've published 30 books, man. Over 100 short stories I've written, three collections. I've been into independent publishing uh, for a long time, and all of my books have a really good track record. Critically acclaimed, I've had, I have the expertise, no BS attitude, and passion to help. You guys know that. On that podcast, I answer any questions people have about independently publishing books, the hidden traps, the hamburglers, the real burglars, the pitfalls, and the promise. Remember to share no disclosure with everybody, too, okay? Let's help this thing grow. Share it with your Uncle Barbara, your Aunt Dennis. Uh, remember, check out EPUB for everybody. You know, my second podcast as well, if you're into independent publishing, have anything that you want to know. Um, share it with everybody, too. The creepy guy on the bus. You know him. The guy that man spreads really wide and smells like boiled cabbage. Everybody. <laughs> so bye-bye, my babies. And I'll see you next week. Mm. Hey.